16th chapter, I'm sure a very familiar portion of scripture for most of us. And uh, hallelujah, we want God to have his way tonight. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for loving us and for, Lord, for feeding us and working in us and through us. God, you're so good. Lord, I'm asking you again to have your way, Lord. God, help each one, Lord, here tonight to have ears to hear what your spirit would say. Let every power of the enemy just be put under our feet, God, that would try to hinder, would try to distract us. God, I pray, bring victory. And Lord, lead us tonight in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. Mark sixteen fourteen says, Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief. Jesus scolded them for their doubt, for their unbelief and hardness of heart. Do you see it? Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's what Jesus said. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall, somebody say shall. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Somebody believe it? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. We don't have a box of snakes anywhere in this house. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You can be seated. We are Excited about how God worked among us Sunday night. And this message really is kind of a follow-up on that service. I feel like kind of what the apostle must have felt really talking to the Hebrews. He told them that by this time you ought to be teachers. Amen. By this time, you ought to know these things. And I believe there's some folks here that understand everything that I'm going to be saying. But I want somebody to really recognize the time that we're in and the opportunities that God is giving us. Amen. Can I tell you that Wednesday night, I was thinking after the service Sunday night, that Wednesday night preached about expectations. Now, I've heard a lot of preaching about faith and about coming to church expecting a miracle, expecting a move of God. But there's some other things we talked about expecting. Some battles that we're going to face. We ought to already know, hey, I know the devil doesn't like it and I'm okay with that. Amen. How about that song we sing sometimes? The devil doesn't like it. I don't care. Amen. Some other things we talked about that I feel like God not only gave us Wednesday night, but, but opened the door Sunday night and some things happened there that, that, uh, that I'm just marveling, marveling about. See, Sunday night, it is not so much a coincidence, but I can tell you, and I know some of you that have been in this for years, you know 
Hallelujah. How important it is when we come into the house of God and just go ahead and get in and start praying. Amen. Uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not fussing right now with anybody. I think, uh, I, I want there to be a friendliness. You know, we don't see each other for days at a time. And, and I, I, I thank God that we ought to greet one another. We ought to, uh, be excited to see one another. But you know what? So important that we get in here and start praying. Amen. I thank God for, for, for some friendly, uh, friendly greetings. Praise God. But don't let a lengthy conversation steal a prayer meeting. Amen. Hey, I'm not telling you this is something that, that we're just trying to, uh, uh, just kind of lower the hammer a little bit, but, uh, can I tell you something? When I've seen the greatest moves of God is when people got in and just started pouring out their heart already to God. Amen. We had a prayer meeting here a while ago and sister got the Holy Ghost but, uh, before we even got the music up on the platform. Amen. Can I tell you, I'm not just talking about getting up here and I'm talking about praying. I'm talking about seeking God. I'm talking about church. Amen. Reaching out to God. Well, praise God. Sunday night, God started moving. God started stirring. And I'm telling you, uh, God started coming into this house. I believe that people ought to respond to the prompting of God, but I think God responds to to us seeking him according to his word. God started moving and God started working. And I'm so glad that there was somebody here that was not intimidated by that, thinking, well, you know what? I don't want to get too settled into prayer because we're going to sing some songs. No, 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 no. That's not what we do. We want God to lead. And when the Holy Ghost starts moving and God starts stirring things, you need to be sensitive to that and obedient to that. I'm telling you, there's been too many times folks that have claimed to have something from God for years and years and years, and they are not really have the understanding to say, hey, I can see how God's moving. I need to get in that. Well, praise God. I remember if I can say this uh uh, as an example, I remember the first time I had ever been to a camp meeting where there were several churches, a family camp out there in Ohio. And I went out there and I was tired. I drove all night and I got to church and they were having a day service. And, uh, I walked in the back with a brother that had come with us. And, uh, I just, uh, never been a part of anything like that. And I looked down from the back of that big, uh, uh, room that we were in that had lots of chairs in it and a, kind of an old fashioned kind of, kind of, uh, open, kind of open air really camp meeting the and uh I, there was there was some prayer and there was some worship going on right down there in the middle of it i didn't know hardly anybody there and i and i'm almost certain i, I don't know if i knew anybody there to be honest with you at that time but i said you know what I, I looked at the man that came in with me i said i'm going right down in the middle of that right there amen and I wasn't worried about who who thought what about me and what anybody was going to say. I want to be in the middle of what God is doing no matter where I am. I don't want to be off somewhere and say, well, you know, I feel like maybe God's pouring out a spirit, but I feel something different over here. That's not how God works. God wants to bring us together. And God was doing that Sunday night. But something that I find just I can't get away from just how glorious this is. That while God was moving and God was working here, 
we had no idea that a man was sitting on his front porch drinking and started saying, God, do you really love me? Or are you done with me? Amen. I didn't understand what had happened. I was walking back and forth here just with my eyes closed saying, God, just lead me. God, I don't want to miss your direction. God, you're here doing something. God, I want you to keep on moving. And if you want me to call somebody out, pray with them. If you, I just want to, I want to be led by your spirit, God. And I got about here and I opened up my eyes and there it was standing right there in front of me saying, I need help. Don't tell me that wasn't a direct response of what God was doing here. Amen. Don't tell me that God wasn't stirring that man. Get to church. Get to that place. And we brought him down to the altar and prayed with him for a while. And, and I, I don't, I, I wish it would have ended a, a little different, but I'm telling you what, I know God worked there. I know God moved and I know God did some other things. There was a healing that, that went on that night and God touched brother Mike and, and gave him a, a miracle and other, other people that talked about how God moved in that service say, Hey, listen to me. Praise God. We've got a responsibility to be Led by the Spirit. When God starts working and God starts moving, praise God, it's not just, hey, God's doing this. we got to say, okay, God, here I am. Lead me. Here I am. Listen now. Praise God. There is a need for us to, number one, seek God. To seek Him, to, 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 to get out of our own mind and get out of our own thoughts of, uh, uh, and, and worries and, and, and all the busyness that's going on in, in our overactive imagination and start just loving God and giving Him what He wants. Amen. From the very beginning of the service, the, the, the prayer, the worship, seeking Him. God, fill this house. God, work. God, move. God, be exalted. Amen. I know it's different from what a lot of people are used to, but I'll tell you, this is, what they, this is how they sought God in the Bible. This is how they reached out to God, and God would fill the house. God's glory would fill the house. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to praise Him. We need to worship Him. We need to give our whole hearts to Him. Amen. And expect Him to work. Hallelujah. Hey, I think everybody's sometimes used to, hey, preacher, do this and preacher, orchestrate this. Hey, the Holy Ghost is that's what God does. Amen. When we seek him with our whole hearts, when we call on him, he's going to move. But oh, how we need to come in and desire that. You know how God moves. You know how the supernatural happens. Amen. You know how God, uh, God will fill a Holy Ghost. Amen. And God's dealing with people you're praying for. Your loved ones, your family members, praise God, that aren't here tonight. But God can send his word and God can send his spirit. Amen. And God can do things that we're not even consciously praying for the bible talks about the book of romans the spirit of god working and moving with the groanings that cannot be uttered amen but once we allow god well once we start praying and seeking god and letting god move again we need to obey god we sing about it we uh we talk about it we preach about it 
But you know, when the Spirit of God is in the house, uh, you know, you remember what happened in, in uh, John right there at the very beginning when the, he hadn't done any miracles, the Bible says. And they were at the wedding feast at Cana. And they came to Jesus and talked about the wine. And, and Mary said, whatever he tells you to do, you do that. I, I want to say that when I started really surrendering my life to God and really getting into his presence, it's got to be a connection. The same kind of connection we try to help you understand when you need the Holy Ghost. When we're saying, okay, God's going to move in you. Now you keep on praising God, but you keep on using your voice, but you just yield that to God. Can I tell you, as you begin to continue, rather, get into the presence of God, get into the spirit, there's going to be that nudging and that prompting in the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you're really in the spirit and you're not just playing church. Amen. Because I'll tell you, I heard it preached to me many, many years ago that you can learn how to speak in tongues and learn how to lift up your hands. And it can be no more than just an overactive rosary bead kind of routine prayer. Amen. Amen. But when God's really working in you and moving in you and you start being like Jesus said, in spirit and in truth, God's going to nudge you a little bit. God's going to tell you, maybe you haven't got comfortable yet with lifting up your hands. Maybe you haven't got comfortable yet with lifting up your voice. But you know what? You're going to find God trying to break through your flesh and break through your pride and break through your fears and insecurities and start telling you, why don't you get your hands up a little bit? Amen. That preacher's been saying, lift up your hands. Why don't you just go ahead and lift up your hands? Amen. Obey God. I tell you, for me to dance, for me to leap for joy, that was one of the most un-Melvin-like things I have, you could think about. That, that was so uncommon for me. Amen. I, 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 but you know what? After a while, it's not just, hey, I, I feel like I'm being pressured, but I feel like the Spirit of God is, is maybe putting some pressure on me. Amen. I feel like the Spirit of God is, He put it in His Bible for a reason because that's what He loves and that's, that's what real worship is. Amen. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. You gotta find out after a while. Some of you might not have been in church for a, for a while, but you know what? God starts moving and God starts working and you're not only praising Him, you're not only singing, but your ears are open. He that hath an ear to hear. Amen. And God tells you, hey, go pray for your brother. Hey, go pray for your sister, sisters. Amen. Hey, why don't you just go ahead and and let them know you're there. And you know what? God does amazing things. Times where just God moves on you. Pray with your husband. Pray with your wife. Pray with your family. Amen. Or or just, just maybe after a while, God will lay something. See, this is the thing. Praise God. This is really what we're, we've always been about. Let God lead you. Let God work in you. See, when God starts talking to you, he'll, he'll start changing your life. 
during a prayer service, sometimes during worship even, you'll be in the presence of God and God will say, you know what you're doing. Hello? Conviction. Oh, I want to listen to that. But then there's going to be other times when you just say, oh, I feel like I'm doing so good in God. And God says, yeah, but your brother needs help. Amen. Some of you, I know you've done it before, and, and oh, maybe it, maybe it's just just uh, they they need somebody to to get together with after church, or they need a little bit of time. Something, but God, let God lead you. You'll get into a place. You'll get into a place where God will move you, and you know how to get there. Listen, if God wants to use you in the gifts of the Spirit, it doesn't just happen because you walked in casual. Went through the motions. God wants to use you. Got to get into the spirit, and, and you got to be sensitive to that. Amen. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, there's more gifts than just the tongues and interpretation of tongues. Amen. Can I tell you, if you believe God is gonna work, you got to get into the spirit. There's going to be times where where you pray with somebody because you know they need prayer, and it might just be discerning of spirits. It might just be something like a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. These are all gifts of the Spirit. You, you More than likely, let me say, almost definitely, I'd say, according to my Bible, you're not going to just operate in all nine of them. But you can have more than one. Amen. God can move and God can give you wisdom and knowledge and, and understanding of the Spirit of God. A, a gift of faith. Just at that moment, times I can tell you that, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I believe and I trust God, but just a, a boost of faith that was just a gift of faith that I said, you know what, in the midst of a time that I was praying for something, boom, right there, I said, I know God did it. I know God did it. I, I know what happened. I don't care. There have been times in my uh, in my walk with God, just kind of spending time on the job and just having time to to go through the motions, but have my mind on things of God. And I remember just just looking at a clock, trying to find the clock, and looking at it, and saying, "Why would I look? Why would I do that?" Because God told me He answered my prayer, and I just felt I don't want to look what time it is because I'm going to go find out when did God heal you. Why did you ask? I'll tell you before you, I even tell you why I asked what time it was. Right. Amen. Can I tell you that when you start allowing the spirit of God to, to be more than just a feeling, just more than just a, uh, well, you know, we don't want a dead dry service. You know, we're not a denominational church. We got the Holy Ghost, but you enter in and get to that place. God's going to talk to you. God puts things together. God gives you a word. Amen. That sometimes will destroy every, every yoke of bondage in you. That will give you wisdom for your family when you go home or for direction that you've been praying for. How many know I'm telling the truth? When you get into the Spirit and start recognizing that when I'm in the Spirit, I want to pay attention to you, God. Says it in Romans 8, we already quoted part of Romans 8, Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. How much there's a difference between somebody who's singing and praising and putting your hands up there and somebody who's being led by the Spirit of God. The Bible says they are the sons of God. It's going to start in small ways, but it's exciting. 
When God's in a service, praise God, and you, you know you have engaged with God's spirit, and he, he helped you, he, he perfected you, or he led you, or he gave you a, a, some direction, it makes all the difference in the world. Amen. Amen. Some people hear the preaching, God's not speaking to them. They read their Bible, God's not, they don't give God a chance to speak to them. But when we get in the spirit of God, when God starts moving, and like we even had tonight, just good, good prayer, good, good worship, praise God. We want God to be able to take over. It's not always going to be the same. I know sister was talking to me about some churches that we've been around. It just seems like, you know. There's just always going to be a way that you're expected to respond to the spirit. But I'm telling you that God might just put you on your face or God might help you reach out to somebody else. And and I'm going to tell you something. It's so much better. You're going to be so much more blessed if you leave church and knowing God worked through me. God helped me to just be a part of that, 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 that awesome atmosphere. That's why the Bible talks about praising him in the firmament of his power. An atmosphere of power that you helped create. Amen. That you entered into that. But it's not only something. I'm telling you, I've had this, the devils come at me through people. Oh, you want people jumping around. That's that's so so wrong. Right. Jumping around. I want people obeying God. Yeah. Oh, you're just trying to get people to, to, to shout. Listen, no, no, no. Come on now. Right. I'm telling you the best thing that will happen to you all week. Is getting into the presence of God and feeling like God talked to you and dealt with you and, and, and straightened some things out and worked in you to do something positive in this awful world. He's going to start with little things. Going to start with little things, important things, but little things. Praise God. Something like like uh, just just conviction maybe in your life or or just doing a little bit more, or being breaking through some. Hey, listen to me. If. If you're continuously in the presence of God and you hit a wall to where you just can't break through the thoughts or the the busyness of your day or the thoughts about other people and what's going on in that, you can't break through that and just say, hey, wait a minute, I want to hear Jesus. I want to have an ear to hear. You can't ever, you need to get help for that. You need to get on your knees and say, God, help me to be able to have that kind of interaction regularly. Because the kind of Worship, the kind of prayer I'm talking about, I don't just believe it should happen every service. I believe you can have that kind of prayer and worship every day. I know a preacher. I really like him. And I enjoy getting around him. And I've heard him say a couple times, well, you know, I'm, and I know what he means. But I've heard the preacher say a few times, well, you know, I guess I'm not real spiritual. I just don't speak in tongues every day. Well, I'm not just going to try to legislate speaking in tongues in your life. But I'm going to tell you something. It oughtn't be that big a deal to just be able to get into the presence of God if you've done it a few times. You may speak in tongues. You may not. But I'm talking about a real in the spirit experience when you pray. 
should not be the exception, but it should be the rule. Amen. I, I, I don't believe that it's God's will that we lack that closeness, that intimacy ever when we, he, he's not looking for small talk. He's looking for somebody that, that can hear what he's trying to say so we can obey him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I wonder sometimes if I'd ask you, okay, your prayer life, let's be honest. To me, it's just as simple. I, I, I think about this so often, Brother Mike, when we first, uh, you know, you first got in church and you'd laugh at me for taking care of my car so poorly and, you know, be like, you know, what's, you know, it's always, you, just, you need to change your oil, man. You need, you know, basic maintenance, you know, that's just, it makes sense. And I heard you and I learned. Amen. But I think, as a pastor to me, talking about your prayer life is just as realistic as somebody saying, hey, let me ask you, are you checking your oil? Are you changing your oil? Amen. To me, it ought to be that simple for the preacher to be able to say, when you pray, can God, do you get to where God can? Do you give him a chance to talk into your spirit? I'm talking to people that know what I'm talking about. If there's somebody here that doesn't understand getting in the spirit, then we'd have a whole message on that before we get there. But you know what it means. And when you get in the spirit, God's not quiet, the Bible says. He'll talk to you. He'll cleanse you. He'll perfect you. He'll sanctify you. And he'll challenge you to to start praying for somebody. Do you ever just, does he ever get a chance to stop you and say, pray for this person? Jesus, don't interrupt. (laughs) I know who I need to pray for. Thank you very much. I want to tell you something. He'll lay somebody on your heart. He might challenge you and lay somebody on your heart you didn't even want to pray for. Sure. He might just... He might just start dropping a Holy Ghost in you. You might pray in tongues and you don't even know who you're praying for. Oh, I can tell you about some times. Like, I didn't even expect it. I just in a situation and something in my spirit didn't feel comfortable. Wasn't sure if I was safe or not. I drive by this one little dead end street that's up near where we used to live. I forget why I need to go down there and check something out, talk to somebody in there. I don't even remember what it was, but I knew I had to knock on a door. And I just stopped. I didn't feel comfortable with it. You know, you look around, you see kind of a sketchy little area. And I just stopped to bow my head, head and pray a little bit. And before I knew it, I was speaking in tongues like a just 100 miles an hour. And just let God do it because I was there by myself. didn't matter. Nobody's. And uh, when I got to that door, it was a lot more sketchy than I thought it was. And uh, I don't know what I was praying about, but I'm pretty sure it was the angels asking God to send some angels my way to protect me. Amen. But there's just times. God's, God wants to work through you. And this is how it's going to happen. When you get in a spirit and you, let, you start being able to obey God. See, your carnal man is not subject to the laws of God. It cannot be. When, when you start dealing with things in flesh and blood and, and God's saying this is a spiritual warfare and it's a spiritual ministry... And that's kind of where we're going with next because 
the uh, turn to Matthew, the 18th chapter. Let me tell you one of the most important things about church that I can tell you. And if you don't learn this, you'll know, you, you're not going to you're not going to get much, really. Right. Matthew eighteen eleven for the son of man is come to save that which was lost. Verse 12, Matthew 18. How think ye if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them go astray, be gone astray? Doth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than that, than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. God's church is a, is a house of ministry. And if you've been living for God for any length of time, let me tell you it's the truth. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about me. I can tell you what I like. I can tell you what I want. I can tell you what's comfortable for me. It's not about that. Amen. When it gets real uncomfortable for me, I don't care. It's not about me. It's not what I want. When people start saying, you know what, I don't like it so much, I don't care. It's not about you. Jesus wants to save folks. And if you've been living for God for a year, for five years, for ten years, for more than that, and somebody's in this church is not doing good, Somebody walks in this church, they don't know next to nothing. Maybe what they do know is all messed up. Maybe somebody comes in and they know a whole lot, but they're messed up. It's more about them than it is us. And there may be a lot of things that frustrate me and upset me about souls, but can I tell you something? I need to recognize, Lord, you want to save that one. Say, well, you know what? Not a lot of people getting saved. You're, you're right. We're living in the last days. What a responsibility it is to whom much is given, much is required. You know all this truth. How many times have you heard preaching? How many times have you been in an altar? I want to do everything I can to have the heart and the mind of God to seek and to save. I... I I try to do better. I know. I know. I, I, I really do. But if I get out of this world and the Lord says, well, you know what? You tried a little bit harder than, than you probably needed to. I'd be all right with that than trying just a little bit less than I should have. Amen. Can I tell you, uh, brother was sharing with me some preaching he was listening to about book of Leviticus and just brought it back to my mind about how Aaron, and this isn't just for the preacher, this is for every one of us because we're all kings and priests. Aaron, I can, I almost said I can't imagine, but I think I kind of can. And I think some of you kind of too. Because you know his boys that should have been doing right did wrong. And God got angry with them and smote them. I think I can imagine the heartbreak the hurt that was in Aaron that day. Amen. But Aaron had a, a duty to fulfill as a high priest. 
And Moses said, you'll get your time to, to mourn. But right now you need to take care of God's people. Can I tell you, you might be going through a whole lot right now. But you got enough of God to be saved. You're going to be all right. But you understand when a soul is in this house how valuable that is to God. Mm. I, I know there's a lot of talk. I, we, we talk a lot. <laughs> That's what we do. But sometimes I wonder if people recognize how valuable you are to God. How valuable you were to God. How far God went to seek and save you. And how we are so privileged to be able to be a part of seeking and saving the lost. As a pastor, I see people taking it lightly. Sometimes I see them not really being serious about it like they should. Sometimes I can pass a judgment and say, you know what, when you want it bad enough, but listen to me. As long as their soul's worth is hold more than this whole world, not worth more than two souls. And if they start becoming a hindrance to the church, then things need to be taken care of. But until that's the case, we want to give them the best chance possible. Look what Jesus said in the context of seeking and saving, leaving the 90 and 9. I wonder if there's somebody here that can understand when the Spirit of God works. Hear me now. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't like getting startled in the middle of my prayers. I don't like opening my eyes and seeing somebody standing right in front of me on the platform. How dare they get up on this platform? <laughs> What an opportunity. What an opportunity to minister and do the will of God. Can I tell you anything less is a Pharisee? Anything less is a Pharisee. Oh, I don't want to be like that. Look what it says back up in verse 3. Matthew 18, 3. And he said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children. Now he's talking to adults. But he's talking about becoming as children. Ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child. The same as the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Humility. Paul said, I am the least to be an apostle. I want to see, Lord, I want to see somebody saved. If I can be saved, anybody can be saved. If I wasn't too far lost, then they can't be too far lost. I want to do what I can. But whosoever shall offend. Back up a little bit. I'm sorry I missed verse 5. Whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones. To cause someone to stumble. Listen, this is the word of God. This is Jesus. This is his church. This is the heart of ministry. This is the heart of when spirit of God is moving. That it wouldn't be fill me up, Lord, fill me up, Lord, fill me up. And then we leave full. No, we get filled up so we can let it pour through us and minister. God brings them in. You don't know if this is somebody's last day on, on earth. 
I think so often somebody came by this church for a while. Some some of you were, were knocking doors and reaching out somewhere. And uh, they came and just felt God, said, I never felt God so strong. But, but depression and spirits of the enemy got on them. And I remember just driving by where where they knocked on her door. And I I went back and I said, listen, I'm just telling you God's... I don't even know how to how to say it any better, but God's God stopped me and said, listen, he's dealing with you. Please, please come back. He's he's working on you. You're right. You're right. But I, I don't know if I please, please understand. I don't feel this all the time. I don't feel this every day. But I, I was I was going a different direction. And I, I, I went in here and, and knocked on that door. Never saw them again. Went by just out of curiosity the next time and saw that the grass hadn't been mowed and a bunch of the newspapers were stacked up and I pulled over and I went to go on a knock on the door, but somebody, a neighbor was out and I said, I said, uh, where's your neighbor? They said, Oh, you didn't hear. She took her life just a few weeks ago, probably less than less than seven days from when I knocked on her door. Listen to me. You don't know. I didn't know. I had no idea that, she had gone that far in her mind. And you don't know how people are that come in church where they're at. If some reason they came in the door, praise God. Don't take that lightly. That might be their last chance. I can tell you, thankfully, that if I had to do all over again, there's nothing I could have said more than what I said that day to, to try to convince her, please know that God wants to save you and you need to, to come to him. Right. We're living in these perilous times. There's people that need delivered from devils and they're acting like devils. Right. Amen. And I don't like the devil. Right. I'm not happy with the devil. And sometimes you see more of your enemy than you do with a soul that's bound by the devil. But God will set them free. These signs shall follow them that believe. But to be in the spirit. I've heard people talk about deliverance. People trying to learn more about deliverance. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't something you're just going to. This is something that the Holy Ghost is going to lead. This is something that God's going to open the door. God's going to give you wisdom, discerning of spirits. Holy Ghost is going to move. You got to learn how to get in the spirit and obey God. You want to say the right thing to your family that's lost? You're not going to come up with the right thing. But God can use your spirit. We use his spirit in you to say just what you need. But you've got to learn how to get there and let him work in you. Look what it says. Whoso shall offend one of these little ones, cause one of these little ones to stumble, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth. That's what Jesus said. You caused somebody to stumble that I was trying to reach for. And you think you're going to be all right. No, 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 no. It'd be better for you to be drowned. Woe unto the world. Now listen to this. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs. Now somebody needs to hear this. It must needs be offenses come. There's going to be things that are going to try to get you to stumble. They will. They must needs be. Do you understand what that means? It means that there's going to be things in your life that are going to try to get you to stumble. It's got to happen. It's a battle that you're in. Amen. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. 
don't want to be the one that causes somebody to stumble because of my recklessness, because I wasn't able, because I missed an opportunity in the spirit to be directed by God. I can tell you this right now. There's been plenty of times that I felt direction from the spirit of God and somebody does not respond. Somebody well, I mean, you say, well, that's easy to say. Well, Jesus was the spirit in the flesh. You can see how they responded. It will happen. And only I can do my best to be sensitive to the spirit of God and led by the spirit of God. But listen to me. Praise God. If I do this in my flesh, if I do this in my, my own will without really being in his spirit, it can be dangerous. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. For it to be better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet cast in everlasting fire. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. Be better. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye. Rather, No matter what, it's so important. It's more important than anything. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. You know what despise means in that uh, context, it means to think against them or disesteem them. Disesteem means to not see the value in their soul. Aren't you glad somebody sees the value in your soul? Aren't you glad Jesus did? For I say unto you that heaven and their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, we need to pray. As we come into his presence, as we come into the church, Lord, lead me. God, work in me. God, work through me. So often, I've talked to people already and said, you know, it's... We've got to be more careful. We don't want to, we don't want to offend. We don't want to cause somebody to stumble because of our flesh. Well, I'm not trying it. It's not that you're have to try it. It's that you've got to work. The Bible says to be diligent to work towards unity, to work towards ministry. So important. In this last day, we've been through a lot in this church. We've been through a lot together. Brothers, sisters, we've, we've fought a lot of battles together. God's brought us through praying for you. I'm praying that God would work through us. And I want you to help me pray. I know I have you praying already that that God would anoint and direct. I know I tell you just about every service, please be praying for me. Please, that I would I would have God's direction, God's wisdom, God's vision for this time that we're living in. But I also want you to pray more than ever in these last days with what we've been through and where God wants to take us I'm praying aggressively against every spirit of the enemy every influence that would come against you would come against the church and what God wants to do praying, praying that God would just work in a greater way speaking through his spirit into us and through us each one of us and just bind in every power of the enemy that would try to hinder 
I feel in my spirit more than ever a desperation. I feel that there's such an end time desperation. I don't want to spend the last several years of my life wasting any more time. I want to see God work in a greater way. I'm praying, I'm praying that God would stir up and raise up those that can be sensitive to His Spirit. Know how to get into His Spirit. Know how to walk in the Spirit. Live in His Spirit and obey His voice. Appreciate this testimony tonight of God opening a door, but we missed it. So, God, please, please don't let me do that again. Please help me to be able to work in in your will to see, Lord, this lost sheep found. Come on, let's find a place to pray. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Touch my heart, Lord, 
service or two but there's end time power to be had God's power is greater than every power the enemy always has been and I'm believing without a doubt seeing things start to move and shake there's going to be challenges ahead but I believe there's going to be victories God's going to break some chains. It's because His people together being led by Him, the head of the church. Oh, guide us, Lord. Come on, let's all just stand. Father, we love You. Thank You. Lord, we want to see more that are bound by the enemy delivered. We want to see more that are possessed and oppressed by the spirit of the enemy set free. salvation. Lord, I know this last day there's a great falling away and hearts are hard. But Lord, you've got a people that are in tune with your spirit. There, You've got a people that'll have an ear to hear. Lord, help us to be led by you. God, I pray you bless each one. Keep us safe as we travel. Lord, help us, I pray, to listen, to pay attention to that still small voice throughout the week. Lord, lead us. God, we will follow you. We love you so much. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Remember, prayer Saturday night. God bless you.